coming up in this episode is that i want to open a mithai shop <laughs> i really lo- uh, love sugar as is obvious <laughs> now this is b shots a family show in this episode we are going to interview megna jain a fairly young entrepreneur and the ceo and founder of dreamadas she was educated at shri kumaran's children's home and completed her bcom honors in finance and investment from christ university she later went on to intern in grand thornton india and at the fairly young age of 18 conceptualized and launched a profitable cupcake business the cupcake booth she also got real world experience as the operations head at inner chef leading a 95 member team to fulfill 15000 meals per month from four kitchens she founded rima dazzle in 2018 and it has been scaling new heights since then welcome to the podcast yeah thank you thank you so much for having me on the podcast for considering our story worthy of sharing um what you guys are doing is absolutely incredible i wasn't doing half as much uh, at your age and honestly this is the future of india and um i can't wait to see what you all are doing in 10 years i'm so excited to be here thank you thank, thank you, you so, so much. much we are so excited to interview you too yep <laughs> we prepared a set of questions for you let's dive in awesome i'm ready How did you get the idea of starting a bakery? I think many times in entrepreneurship people feel that there is one eureka moment and that's the time where it's a pivotal moment where you know people decide but in hindsight and retrospect I feel like there were many small small moments you know when i went to my first baking class in 11th standard uh, when my teacher tasted some of the stuff that i had made uh, she appreciated me and i felt that validation you know when my friend told me that she wants to order for her brother and actually pay for the stuff that i'm making so it all adds up over time i think that's how eventually i took myself seriously and said okay this is something that i can do for the rest of my life wow thank you i think i started baking around 11th 12th but i only started selling in college so what happened was i would take them to class and i would take an uh, take the order on whatsapp a day earlier my classmates would order so the first time i put up some pictures of cupcakes there were about 70 people in the class and i got orders for 90 cupcakes and i took everything all my material the cupcakes the frosting everything to class sold it in between the break and that was the first experience with selling and you also mentioned that you sold at your college canteen as well i did yes yeah. so after i started selling inside class for a couple of times the teachers realized and they said that you know it's not allowed obviously because the classroom is meant for studying and not for frosting cupcakes and things so that progress to make me find other ways that we can legitimately sell without having to do it uh, you know secretly during breaks and things and uh, there was a demand uh, my classmates said you know 
uh, you should be able to sell it so they then uh, encouraged me i spoke to another professor who was more encouraging towards entrepreneurship he connected me to the cafeteria in college and then i started supplying to them so that my classmates could directly go buy from them wow yeah. it's amazing to hear that you also had a bit of a support and then this is a you know, creative way to also channelize your talent and at the same time you know start your entrepreneurial journey that way right congratulations on getting featured on platforms like teen tribune and your story we are sure that you will achieve many more such accolades <laughs> thank you thank you and what other achievements are you proud of what other achievements i think i am proud of the fact that we started 4 years ago and today we run a team of around 15 people we have a brand that is recognized in the area that we are doing business and it is recognized not just for the products that we sell but it's respected for the values that we have uh, we run an all women kitchen we are very vocal about the fact that we want to encourage more women as to take up you know being a chef as a profession we want to change the statistics in india because the statistics are that only 3% of the chefs in commercial kitchens are women and that's a very sad statistic it means that if you walk into any big hotel and there are 50 chefs you will only see one or two females out of that and we want to make a dent in that uh, area wow that's amazing so you are a change maker was giving women an equal footing in the baking industry hoping to be but we're only trying right now <laughs> a long long way to go of course the small uh, ripples add up to the bigger change and a bigger ocean what inspired you to do this what inspired me to do this again i think a couple of things um when i was in school and earlier in college i used to absorb a lot of this content also like our entire generation my classmates and things used to watch masterchef australia and we used to come and discuss it in class and we used to watch shark tank and things like that and unknowingly they do influence your likes dislikes and decision making i had another person in my family my grandmother who was an entrepreneur and she was very very inspiring uh, i didn't realize it when i was younger because i didn't understand that what she was doing was out of the ordinary but uh, when i got older and after she passed i realized how much of an impact she had on so many people and how difficult it was in her day and age to run a business for 40 years so that uh, was like a even now and i feel a little down i uh, think of how she did it uh, so many decades ago and she's left kind of strong impression on my mind we also read about her entrepreneurial journey on your blog yeah we really loved it oh you did okay yeah, <laughs> i feel that it runs in your veins so can you tell our audience more about this and her journey and how it inspired you so she was an incredible person she was extremely strong and she was an entrepreneur in rajasthan she had a little cottage industry within our home called uh, jaiswal kutur utyog and it started off when she simply used to 
make some designer dresses on contract with another shop that actually sold cloth and once somebody said that you know this has been stitched so well i want to see who did it and obviously the the shopkeeper if they gave the contact directly then he would lose all the margins in the middle so he didn't give it but that person was from the royal family and uh, they went around in the area asking that you know who is krishna jain uh, we want to meet her it so happened that they bumped into my uncle who was a small child at the time he took them to our house and after that she started getting regular orders directly she started employing people she got connected with the rajasthan emporium which is a, a handicraft arrangement a program kind of thing the government has for businesses like this and she had many many adventures around the country she would go to exhibitions around the country she would tell me stories about how there were lines and lines in front of her stall and people would actually fight to get the stall next to their stall so that they could attract the crowd on that was around them so i don't think i can say it all in the few minutes <laughs> that we have but she's a real inspiration and i think even you are uh, you know following in her footsteps with all the amazing achievements you've got until now and more to come thank and you that's exactly what bishot is all about how families inspire each other especially the older generation those who are new to this do listen to the episode gritty granny where we talk about how our grandmother is inspirational to us those who want to read meghna jain's blog can visit dreamadison.com/blog there she shares entrepreneurship tips stories from her business musings of what she has learned and don't miss the post on 11th feb 2021 where she talks about her inspiration her grandmother now let's get back to the interview Every brand has a story behind it. So, mm-hmm. uh, what does Dreamer Doesn't stand for? Dreamer Doesn't stands for a lot of things, um, but one of the main things that we stand for is, like I said, not just a good product, but an entire experience and a story. So, we're not just selling uh, a cake, right? We understand that. this is a milestone in somebody's life and it's a celebration of life we did a cake that was for somebody who was recovering from cancer we did a cake that was for someone who was 85 years old and wanted to celebrate his anniversary with his wife and those are really special really sweet moments and it's not just a transaction so dreamland stands for that experience where people are allowing us and trusting us to be part of their celebrations and we want to do 110% of everything we can do to make it perfect and it's also seen in all the careful packaging that we do and the handwritten notes and everything it just shows how much thought is put into every creation that you make we're trying our best i, I think handwritten notes as you say it, it reminds me i used to do it more um, earlier on uh, nowadays we haven't done so much of it but as you're saying it i think i should get back you have deep roots in jainism and your faith prescribes a certain type of food so how did you navigate the compulsions and contradictions in the baking industry for example most dishes require egg as a base so how did you handle that right so that was something that i didn't have a choice with early on when i was baking from home my father was very strict about the fact that eggs will not come into the kitchen 
and so i could not try to bake with eggs even if i wanted to and the first baking class that i went for uh, was at a place where she just told me outright that you just can't do it without eggs uh, you can try but it's just not going to be the same so it was a little bit of friction at home where i was trying to convince my father and he wouldn't budge and he said you know when you have your own place you do whatever you want but as long as you're under my roof there's going to be no egg inside our house so i started developing recipes out of necessity and trying recipes and doing different things to understand how we can create the same texture so the same flavor without egg and now it has become a usp now of course our kitchen is no longer at home and we have a commercial space but i'm still not going to switch over to having egg as part of the ingredients because what i realized is there's a whole set of families like our family who want eggless products and when they know that this place does only eggless then the level of trust becomes multifold they become very sticky consumers in the sense that they're not going to go anywhere else and so now that's the usp and i can't complain and uh, my father always says you know i told you so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all face such challenges where we have clashes with our families values and beliefs but i think it leads to innovative solutions to solve them and innovation cannot be born without challenges it is born out of overcoming challenges and it helps us explore new horizons and as the saying goes a bird cannot fly without friction with the wind right it's really good and people who eat egg also have told us so many times that we can't even make out that this is eggless it's that good and as long as we understand that it is simply a perception and people don't eat cakes to have egg they just eat cakes to enjoy a sweet dessert or to have it during a celebration we are able to get a lot out of the resources that we have that's a great initiative it helps so many people that way especially in a you know country like india where most people are vegetarian that's a great way to allow so many people to experience different kinds of dishes which otherwise they would feel that they can Exactly. So what happens is not just egg. I think in most bakeries you will find the eggless option, but even things like gelatin that the consumer is less aware about. Most cheesecakes have gelatin, so actually a vegetarian can't eat it because it's an animal product. But we make cheesecakes without gelatin. So even beyond cakes, uh, there are different desserts and like you said, we're trying to enable more people experiencing them. Until now you have been listening to Miss Meghna Jain being candid about how several experiences shaped her journey till now and how as a change maker she is initiating a wave of change in the baking industry and in the next episode she'll talk about how her family supported her every step of the way and how she motivates herself in the face of challenges and the sources of inspiration and how she builds the team and grows them do comment and share the story far and wide to inspire many more people out there